0: FMLFPL, I'm Milan. Let's jump in with some housekeeping. Please go ahead, give us a rate and a review on iTunes. Follow on Twitter, at FMLFPL. You get to see me be, like, really angry and depressed and just really real all the time. Email and rate my teams and any other questions to FMLFPL at Gmail. Check out our website, FMLFPL.com. We have league info to the our FPL league, links to our team, social media, store with stickers and ringtones. Also, we post lineup lamentations every Friday where we pick our starting 11s and captains and more. And lastly, shout out top the new top of the FMLPL table, Keelan, Kalen, McCardle, aka the Wire. He had a fucking hundred and one points. <laughs>
1: That's a fucking <popular> triple cap, <laughs> Erickson. Yeah,
0: about Cap Erickson. He transferred out for Mino, Austin, Lovren for Erickson, Arigi, and Toby. Oh Captain Derrickson, four festival. cleans, Ibra and Origi, both double digit, mm-hmm. just fucking festival.
1: Nice work.
0: Yeah, he deserves it. Um, yeah. I, on the other hand, scored 39 points. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, so you saved your transfer. Save my you transfer. Had, you had Grant with 10, one clean sheet, Alexis, and then just blanks across the board. Yep. Um, so what's happening? Are you still level-headed or are you going to rage do some things this week?
0: Well, I'm I'm still feeling pretty level-headed. Um, okay. it was actually very like cathartic and calming to watch all the highlights of the games. Whereas like, you know someone like Pyatt, for example, is like two of his chan- two of his eight chances created hit the bar, like so unlucky. And Kane like could have got on the end of that walker cross. So, you know, it just felt like my guys actually played pretty well and most of the games went how we would have thought they've gone. You know, every top team won and scored goals and kept cleans and everything. Just the guys we have on those top teams didn't score. Which pretty is, much. Which is yeah, a nightmare. Much yeah. So my game week rank of is three million, which is Really bad. Uh, I dropped forty five k, so I'm at one hundred twenty five k overall now, which lowest rank I've had since game week six. Feels horrible. Game week yeah, six that's... when I wild carded out of that rank, so I could like bounce back, yeah. but I don't have a wild card now. Um,
1: yeah, you've been plummeting.
0: Yeah, I mean it started okay on Tuesday with the Alexis goal. We both have him. Producer Nate captain. Mm-hmm. Even though I got the Kishalni zero, it was like felt okay again because. There were so many, like, plum fixtures this week. So many of the top teams playing shit teams. But then, yeah, the Matip, late scratch, so I don't get the Liverpool clean. Like, only having Kolarov and Grant cleans is really, really bad this week. Like, so many teams had three, four, five even cleans probably. Um, I mean, I got the late, the rare cholera of clean, but I don't know. Fuck him.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Yeah, I have two free transfers, but it's like, I I texted you. I need fifteen free transfers. My team is fucking (laughs) shit. Like it's full of fucking assholes. Like, but yeah, the the Mata benching or late scratch or whatever is just a perfect example of what I was saying earlier. It's like if he plays and and you assume Liverpool still keep it clean against shit ass Borough. Then, like my game week grant goes from three million to like up five hundred thousand places, you know, and my drop yeah. is not nearly as bad, but it just it was just a,
1: yeah, that's a big five point swing.
0: yeah, it was just wasn't my week in any way, shape or form,
1: except for President Grant behind the sticks Grant is just God to turn the sticks, yeah, okay, well, we'll sort your team out later. you have two freeze. i I have a couple of things I'm thinking about floating your way um, towards the end of the uh, year making me excited
0: about making me excited.
1: Um, I finished up on 48. I did spend my transfer. I was toying with doing um, Formino to Pi, I think that I did not do. I did um, bring Toby Alderveveveveveve in for Fox. So that was a nice plus four point gain. But I mean, of course, I rad arrowed as usual. I'm down to 52K, which is also my lowest rank since about game week six. So I, the hazard missing was great. I knew Chan was going to be out. So Ianacha zero, you know, it's things aren't going great. I had the Klein. I, I stuck with Klein long enough to see an at attacking return. with Yeah, finally weapons. got the assist. Van Dijk, of course, my only friend in the world keeps taking over. He's been my best transfer of the season, I think, by far. Um, but yeah, in the Alexis goal, I had no goals on my side. Ended up on a 5 through 2 fuck-fest formation Christmas tree. Um, thinking of a couple hits to do. I know that you're a little messy. I've been seeing a lot of people coming in with a very, very varying degrees of scores from in the 30s to in the 70s. There were a ton of clean sheets this week. I kind of was thinking a little bit of taking a step back about more game theory about points chasing versus knowing when to steady your hand and save your transfers. I'm starting to feel like points chasing might be the way to go and I'm starting to think these there are these lopsided fixtures that keep coming in the way that we think they will like Spurs hall 3-0, you know, those types Chelsea of fixtures cleans and shit, yeah. Chelsea cleans. Maybe taking hits a little more aggressively is the way forward. I've seen plenty of people who have been taking a lot of hits and being very successful, jerking those players, the high-priced players in and out of their team based more on fixture than form, which is kind of counter uh, what we've been discussing earlier in the season. Um, but I don't know. We keep seeing like Firmino for example, is a perfect example. Yeah, of this. Firmino I, to Ericsson.
0: I was going to say yeah, is a perfect example.
1: That was a popular chance. But to a lesser extent, you could have gone Paya with similar rationale and it could have burned you. Or you could have gotten Ollie instead of Ericsson and it went pear shaped as well. But it's kind of seems like we've had a lot of situations where the writing's been on the wall that player X is going to return big because he's playing bottom three relegation fodder in the next couple games. Um I don't know, what do you think about that? Cuz I'm starting to get a little bit more hit happy because I feel like I've just been steadily reading and my coverage is not working and my differentials are not working. I'm I'm trying to figure out a different way to attack things.
0: Yeah, no, I understand your point. I just I just look back to you and I and we kind of we kind of made those transfers, you know, like we already knee jerked or whatever. The day Aguero got banned, we brought in Kane to captain him with these two fixtures, and he fucking blanks. And like I brought in Piatt for the same reason; he was fucking home Burnley, and he blanked. You know, it's just I don't think we've been like um, ignorant or too passive in getting the best matchups in our team. Like I said, I mean, I had. I had fucking Siggy versus West Brom, Costa versus Sunderland, Kane versus Hull, Pyatt versus Burnley. Like, I had fucking matchups on my team this week. I just didn't get the scores. Are you talking more about like overloading on a team? Like bringing not in over, three Spurs?
1: No, not necessarily overloading, just being more liberal with taking point hits to bring in players who are maybe not completely on form but having a run of two or three looking more short term and thinking it's not a big deal if i hit to get that guy at he'll probably raise raise in value increase your team value he'll probably return in these two or three games but instead of looking normally i always look medium term you know kind of like A three to eight game window thinking okay i could get rid of them in the in the fourth game or so in that area or i could conceivably hold them for a longer spell for a couple months maybe that's just that thinking needs to be realigned based on how explosive some of these heavy hitters are returning in these complete lopsided fixtures when the runs happen maybe we should have been more friendly to hits to load up on spurs in these couple games or you know i don't know maybe yeah, yeah no, no. Up. maybe I, it I, is load up i'm not sure i just... hear you
0: i just to me it just feels a little bit i don't know hindsight is the wrong word but just I just go back to like unlucky like you said like you could have easily sold me on ali or fucking son or some fuck on spurs and they they did nothing or Hazard, even home Sunderland, like he gets a late scratch. Like there's so many examples. At Sunderland. Of, yeah, there's so many examples of people who made moves, took hits, etc., and got totally fucked over. It's just a matter of like if you pick the right guy. Like I, I still think Erickson kind of fucking sucks. He just fucking went crazy this week. So
1: his his stats have been pretty out of control the last few games. Yeah, though, in yeah, his own right. A little bit on even for him, a little abnormal because the stats are always pretty good.
0: Yeah, no, the stats um. are always pretty good, but yeah, I mean, like, what is this shit? Yeah, it's weird. It's just like, yeah, it just feels like everything's against us right now. Like, like you said, or I said, like Kane could have easily scored that walker cross, and Erickson didn't. Kane, Erickson's assist to one Yama, like, it was a sick free kick, as usual, that the keeper then saved into the post so it bounced far post away from Kane into like Wanyama like what the fuck like <laughs> give me that as a Kane goal or no Erickson assist or anything but that it I just doesn't feel right but I am just bitter and it's hard to see clearly after such a downer week but I do, I do feel you a lot of the top teams are taking hits like most weeks, like making two transfers and just going ham and following all the, all the top teams and all the bandwagons and everything. But I also just think that's like the story of the season so far. Less uh, the story of like you know our year's experience of FPL. So yeah, well, I mean, last season, follow. for example,
1: we had Vardy, Mares, Ali, Kane. We had so many Aguero. We had so many Staples in our team. There weren't a lot of places to play with. This year I feel like it's been a lot more fluid. Aguero keeps getting banned. Kane was out earlier. Zlatan's coming in and out of form. But I feel like this year also, more than last year, there are a lot more heavy-hitting options who the, have explosivity. The midfielders
0: especially, yeah. Mid-
1: midfielders especially, yes, definitely. And I think it's this year has definitely been the tale of when to rip... Out and in your heavy, your highly priced attackers almost. And yeah. When you get, you know, if you have brunt for these couple spells, you know, those are things that really make you fly. If you have double digit defensive hauls, but it's. I'm just trying to look at it from, you know, there are two kind of fields of thought here. You're either made a few nice moves and you're, you're you've had a good few weeks, or you've kind of been in our boat where uh, we've thought we would set ourselves up for this con, uh, congested fixture. Period, and we've been kind of shooting ourselves in the foot by getting in players like Chan who are injured and whatever.
0: Yeah, um, it just sucks. It's like Brunt is such a such a fucker. Love like, Brunt. yeah, love well, we Brunt, him. but he has like he has like seven straight games. They have one clean. He just also has a goal and three assists in that period. Yeah. It's just like fuck.
1: So I think there are a lot of uh, last last week or at the weekend we were a little bit. Off the boil. Yeah, well, we're, just going we're, we're jumping into, into the week. Footy. Let's do. Yeah. Let's
0: take a little break and then jump into what the fuck happened.
1: Okay. All right. Let's. I want to talk a little bit about Third Striker. We touched on it last week, but we had a Riji come in. acho was completely dropped. Didn't even get a sub appearance today. Rondon had a, had a hat trick today. Um, home Swansea. Carroll started a little rusty, didn't return, but you still kind of like him at that price point, tip of the spear for West Ham. I'm seeing a lot of kind of seven to sub-seven million third strikers who are starting to present themselves, but I have seen also a lot of teams shying away from, like you, with a Nietzschebe going with more of a five midfielder type thing or more fluid formations. Do you think that it might be time to go to a five midfield and go with a... Someone like Anichebe, or do you think that there's still value in the third forward spot? Because I think that's team structure is getting a little fucked up right now. Yeah,
0: it is. And, uh, the thing that's weird about Anichebe is that I uh, some people are treating him as an excuse to get five midfielders. I wanted him as a fucking forward. <laughs> I wanted him to start. He just got dropped another late scratch on my team. But I don't like the five midfielder formation because it just leads for less flexibility. Um, and that's kind of how I've always been. And forwards are usually the most reliable goal scorers. But it is, it has been a weird we uh, weird year, as you mentioned earlier, with so many heavy hitting mids. But I don't know. I think I I still like the structure. You know, this is Costa's only blank in the last million years. And I mean, Kane. I don't even know. I can't even talk about Kane. But I still think that going one or two heavy at the top of the forwards is the best way. Maybe even three heavy if you can find a way to do it. But I don't think that the third forward should be fodder. I just don't believe that having less flexibility and a fifth midfielder who you're starting is better than having, as you mentioned, like a lot of these cheap third forwards who you could reasonably start every week. I mean, Carol Blank, but had a really good game. You mentioned Rondon had a hattie, like... Arigi is scoring every fucking week. Benteke has been good. Defoe has been good all year. Like, I'd rather have any of those guys. I feel like than like a sub six midfielder, which is probably you don't, you
1: don't have to go sub six. You could still afford, you know, uh, someone like Siggy. I think as your fifth. You know, you don't agree? Yeah, because Nee should be could, the thing. Because yeah. you, you you mentioned less flexibility, and normally that's true. Because normally when you have to go in the four five third forward bracket, that player's not nailed. Whereas in the sub four or five midfield bracket you 're always going to find one or two players who are nailed, so you have them you know a second third on your bench normally you 'll put a defender ahead of them this year though with a you know four seven it 's a little bit more pricey than the four fours there are some out there who are completely off the teams, but you save point three maybe, but you could still fit a in and treat him as you know a whole uh, yeah as, or Berger, mid. Doing yeah. as, as though it 's a fifth mid and you still you're a, le- a little less flexible just because, you know, you have five midfielders you're relying on week in, week out, but it's the same kind of principle as relying on all three of your forwards.
0: Yeah, it's the same principle. You're right. It's just seven attackers, but having yeah. your last one in a different spot. Yeah, I guess it is still reasonable. I guess one thing that I always go back to whenever uh, a lot of people are doing this early in the season with like Kapoo and Wee Joe and stuff and starting them. And then a, a lot of times, what I don't end up liking about it is that you're gonna eventually bench points, which is the worst feeling in the world. Like, right. it's when he, when do you start an Ichibi? Like, I don't know. There's no good fixture for Sunderland. They're, Sunderland, they're really bad. Like, they don't create chances. They rarely score crooked numbers. You know, unless it's Swansea. So you're in theory never gonna start him over someone like Siggy or some other seven. Right, right, points, right, right, right. You know, and you're just yeah, gonna you're miss gonna all his goals.
1: Yeah, you'll have the feels of bench points.
0: Yeah, which is the nightmare feels, but it might be the best way. I mean, you're right. I mean, like, just looking at my own team, like, I could easily turn Rune into, like, a legit midfield option. I have an be already. It's not the mm-hmm. end of the world.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Hmm. I hadn't really something thought about that.
1: Yeah, something to think about. I think that is because that is the wrinkle, I think, because normally when you drop down into that fodder third striker bracket, it's in the four or five region. And, there are very rarely times like Diamande earlier in the season, but he was in. A, you know, he wasn't nailed. And he be nailed, so I don't know.
0: There's also a lot of good cheap defenders, which I think also make it more op- uh, more possible. Is like,
1: you yeah. know, there's
0: everyone has like myth defenders. Ake has nailed himself. He's fucking free. Uh, Middlesbrough guys have, have come really good. You can always start like Brunt every game. Mm-hmm. There's so many guys that you can get in the like. Four or five region Mm -hmm. that are returning at the same rate as like I have fucking Kashelny who's a fucking joke.
1: So let's shift back because I wanted to talk about defense a little bit today too. I I always feel like this is around the time of the season when I like to start putting a little more money into defense because the top teams start tightening up towards the second half. You know they a little more every everyone gets a little more leggy, but. This week is a case in point. There were cleans all over the place, and you mentioned Ake already. Bournemouth has five defenders, one playing out of position, normally Adam Smith. All of them are not only keeping sporadic cleans, but offering incredible attacking returns. Middlesbrough are also four or 5 budget region, keeping reasonable cleans, good rotating possibilities. Uh, You have Burnley, always a good shout to rotate at home. You have Watford, they're always pretty tight. Stoke, Brunt. really cheap and tight. Brunt, yeah, Stoke's
0: been really not, good. Brunt, yeah. Not
1: to mention, we also now are being afforded players like Gabrielle and Phil Jones on premium teams priced at the sub-five bracket. Is I brought Alder Verald in just because I wanted a nailed center-back route into Spurs defense for the festive period because their fixtures look really nice and I think they're going to keep a lot of cleans until February.
0: Their defense has been amazing.
1: Chelsea are keeping clean sheets for fucking fun. They've every week they keep clean sheets. Every week we don't own a Chelsea defender. We lose points because that's just free. Those are free clean and sheets.
0: Three of the top four scoring defenders are Chelsea. And Alonso didn't even start the season starting.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I'm start I'm not sure if there's a correct answer. I think it might just be the matter of picking the right players and shifting, but I think that you could very easily go heavy defense and then look in the budget midfield bracket. You know, we still have the likes of Zaha, Siggy. There are a lot of seven million, six million midfielders coming in, Phillips and then go a little bit heavier at defense, or you could go the alternate route and go heavy at mid and, and load up on maybe even five five million or so price defenders and be very fluid with your rotations. What do you feel more comfortable doing at this stage?
0: I feel like in the past you and I have always gotten burned when we try to rotate too much. We try too hard to figure out the defensive rotations and start guys here and bench guys there and blah blah and you end up missing defensive points in a similar fashion to you know what we were just talking about with eight attackers versus seven. Um, I do I think agree with you. I mean I just think that we're being clouded a little bit by this week. Like I still think Bournemouth's defense is, is very bad. <laughs> like I don't see them keeping a ton of cleans. Middlesbrough is different. I think they have like a pretty legit defense, but I Not having Chelsea and Tottenham, Chelsea and Tottenham I think, uh, have separated themselves as the by far best two defenses in the league. Chelsea atop that, too. And I just think getting the opportunity to start someone like Alonso, who has as much, if not the most like attacking potential return of any defender, who's also on the best defense, is just so much worth starting him so much more worth starting him every week and having like fucking a Mott to having two guys that average the same price as a mot and Alonzo
1: Yeah, I I tend to agree. It's just seeing some of these cheaper defenders coming in with ridiculous hauls is starting to make me question things because I am a little my own personal team with Chan as my fourth mid. I'm I'm really pigeonholed there with that slot. I don't have much Flexibility to go up into a different price bracket, and he's been dead for two weeks. So that was a good transfer. But I'm a little nervous that when he does come back, if he has a few bad games, that I'm going to have to rip it rip it apart to try and upgrade that. Yeah, I guess. I guess
0: part of the problem is like, how much money do you put in defense? You know, how many guys is too many? Because you could argue, you know, Alonso, Aspillacueta, and Toby, (laughs) and just fodder fodder as your two other defenders and start all three every week but that's a ton of money it's hard to yeah. say i don't know it where to draw to the say. line like i i'm in i'm fighting with that right now i have that option like i have kishelny kolorov matip who are all yeah, pretty yeah. expensive i have money in the bank i pretty much have to make this decision this week
1: yeah, I mean we have the exact same price structure in defense. I have Toby, Klein, and Van Dick. I have yeah, three five yeah. and a half and more. And it's been the saving bright spot, honestly, and my team has been having them. But when I'm looking at Ake at four three, two million less, getting more points with BAPs and shit, it just makes me think Am I, do I have my team set up wrong? And I don't, for me, I can't readjust or realign until I wildcard. That's just the way I am right now. And I have other problems. So I've kind of made my bed and all my little decisions have led up to this team structure. Just trying to think about it in terms of more of a macro understanding of how to play this chess game and thinking maybe next year, lessons for next year, or when we wildcard, it might, maybe going five cheapies and rotating could be. I mean, there are, with when you have guys like Brunt and and Adam Smith at sub five playing out of position, that's better than having a six or six five center back on a top team, I feel like. No? Yeah,
0: that's the thing that I think
1: we we're have a lot both of missing. This year.
0: Is, yeah, like in past years, like, you know, guys on pens or guys out of position, we were always on top of. And this year, we're just not for some reason. Yeah. We've gone like Baines. too heavy to even get them in. Yeah, yeah. Baines on pens. Yeah, like. Maybe we should just be blindly starting him every week. Yeah. Um, okay. It is. A, it is a good shout. It is really interesting. You yeah. could argue I, like Baines, Brunt, Adam Smith, just start him every week. I mean, it's yeah, what it's what we did with Holaboss. Like he's a piece of shit now, but when he was playing wing back over that stretch, like he was incredible for us.
1: Yeah, they were also keeping clean sheets for a spell, and they yeah. have not done for a little while. But yeah, their fixtures are still pretty good. I'm not. I'm not giving up on holes yet. But um, yeah, I feel like defense at this stage is when it's kind of Alexis Hazard, Kane, Costa, sort of the four, the big four that most players have at least three of those four. It makes the differential spots in attack a lot thinner. And this is always when I feel like the differential is really in defense. So I'm just kind of hoping and waiting that my heavy hitting defenders are going to give me some really big scores and some big weeks because... That's when I feel like in years past, is heavy hitting defenders is where the differentials kind of at, but hasn't come off so far. So we'll see. Yeah,
0: know. it's a matter of do you think West Brom's going to keep like scoring at will, and Brunt's going to be part of a lot of these goals? And their defense has been atrocious all year. They've yeah. kept like They've so kept few like cleans. cleans yeah, cleans. and like and Bournemouth too, I think, are really bad defensively, but out of position Brown, out of position Smith, maybe they can buoy that with like the odd assist here and there, which basically counts as a clean sheet.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm. Yeah, it's hard to say.
1: Okay, so defense checked that box. We talked about third striker a little bit. So Hazard was a surprise omission. I think he'll be back for the weekend, so not much to talk about there. Um, we saw Costa blanking for the first time in three months or so. I'm glad that happened, actually, when we had Kane blanking on captain, right?
0: Yeah, it's true. Yeah, he was the other. It was like thirty-two ish percent of Tom 10K, Captain Kane, and thirty yeah. Captain Costa. So yeah, kind of, kind of good, I guess.
1: Glad that that was a wash. Let's, ugh, God, okay. Let's, so let's talk about United two, Crystal Palace one, United two. Slots and Paul both had a little double return, double digit hauls. Um, palace, typical Palace conceded late to drop all the points. I think United with their run coming up, I still think Paul does not play far forward enough to justify an 8 plus premium tag, but I think Zlatan looks really nice to get in after this next week from Kane's captain. Yeah, that's
0: the thing. It's, we kind of have this convenient spot to get rid of Kane after this insane captaincy period that we got him for where he's just blanking for
1: fun. He probably won't even start this weekend.
0: Well, he came off a little bit early, so I'm hoping we can rely on that to, for him to start, but who, who the fuck knows.
1: Two points is better than one. Yeah, I'd love two points.
0: Um, but yeah, no, I totally agree. I've been I've been shouting the United wagon for a couple of weeks now um, in defense and attack. I mean, I want Phil Jones. I still think Valencia is a good pick. I think he's still got... He has no assists on the air, which is weird, but he will get some eventually. He was suspended today, so no worries on the on the yellows anymore. Um, but yeah, Latan still un, kind of unfortunately is like really the only attacker that you want. And it's, it's hard to get one, in.
1: want to shout one dark horse. I think Andrew Herrera is not an awful pick. Really? He's an absolute monster in the bonus point system. And... He's making. He's creating at least two big chances a game, and he's really cheap. And I, I don't know. I'm kind of looking at him. He, he's always a shout for a red card. He's in the Rojo school there. But I've been kind of looking at him, and he's kind of not returned great. But I think for this really good run, when he's kind of the one partnering Carrick, who's the freedom to get forward a little bit more, it's tough with them because they have they're, they've been playing better but they're coming off a really tough run of games where they have not been scoring well. So it's kind of the same thing that we were discussing earlier where we're going to be banking on the names on the team sheet and then looking at who their opposition's about to be and thinking they're going to snap out of it when they're playing the likes of Sunderland, Middlesbrough, West Ham, etc. But I think Herrera at 6'3", I think there are a lot worse options for fourth mids than him. and He's kind of like almost Hazard, Fabregas, Asquare, an assist is guaranteed bonus points. And he's creating a lot. He has those late runs in the box. Mata's uh he's gets subbed off early every game and all Mourinho wants to do is not start him. I think I think Herrera's good. I, I might give give him a go. I
0: fucking hate it. I hate him, but I, I hate I, it. I hate that shout. I don't I don't think he's an option. He's just like I'm getting like Gundo feels with him, except he's not cheap. Like he should be cheap. He should be five million. He's a defensive midfielder. Like he creates a chance a game or whatever, and sometimes shoot from outside the box. But Pogba's only two million more, and his stats are actually like pretty good. Like he shoots like three ish times a game. He's in the box. He creates a lot of chances. His his value is not great because he's not gonna score many goals and he's eight point two million, but I think I don't. I don't like Herrera. I don't like a six-three Herrera. I'd ra- I'd honestly rather have Carrick for four-three as my fifth <laughs> midfielder. And like, yeah, but
1: that's a different conversation.
0: <laughs> but seriously, like uh, yeah. Carrick also creates a ton of chances from deep and stuff. I think Paul's good. I think his him and Zlatan are playing really, really well together. And.
1: He, yeah, they're starting to develop an understanding for sure. It's obvious from yeah, watching the last couple games.
0: And since he's been pushed up to, like, number 10 kind of position, his stats, like I just said, are really good, Pogba. He's nailed for 90 every game. Um, he also, I think, gets decent bonus points. When he when he gets anything, he tends to at least get, like, one or two. Um, I don't know. I kind of like Paul. I, I don't know.
1: Yeah, see, I'm I'm opposite. I think at the eight-two bracket and the eight millions, I'd rather have some players like Ericsson, Pae, you know those types. But at the six million bracket, I think it's a lot. It's a lot thinner of, of options, and you know we have Zaha and Phillips and those types. But I think for United with the run that they're about to have, if they're going to be scoring three or so in each game, I think it's I think Herrera getting periodic assists here and there is going to be a shout and I think he's going to be on seven, eight points on assist games, which I think is nice. Yeah, I guess so, I'm just going we'll back to what
0: you were talking about earlier, where it's like if they're scoring three-ish a game against these really, really bad teams then yeah, I think, think Paul's, Paul's going to get calls. yeah, he'll, he'll get double-digit okay. returns like he did today, versus okay. like Erickson, I, I kind of hate and don't think he's that good, like at Southampton, home Chelsea at City and shit like that, like He'll probably just go back to blanking. He always scores in bursts. Like, wouldn't be surprised if he blanks for 10 straight, you know, after this run.
1: Yeah, yeah that would be very unsurprising. Yeah. Okay, Paul. So, Paul's on the radar. We'll see. We'll yeah. see what happens there. I wish Mctarian
0: um, wasn't dead because he'd be definitely. Yeah, he would be the
1: standout option. The standout, but, yeah. But with Mctarian out, it seems like Paul's even more. Even better of, as an FPL option, he's just like relied upon more. And I think when they're going to be dominating possession, sixty five percent against these shitty teams, it's more. There's the balls going to be at Paul's feet a lot more. They're going to be relying on him for creativity. So man, maybe Paul's a good chap. Yeah, I, think,
0: I, like, I okay. like Paul. <laughs> little little dinks over the over the
1: fucking defenders. Yeah. Yeah. So another thing that I've been just thinking about after these red arrows is kind of trying to figure out when to plan ahead and to bring in players ahead of their good runs to beat your opposition, maybe a week or two. I've been thinking a little bit about Arsenal. They they have a tough game this weekend against City, but then it's bright green pastures. They they have a really nice run um, for quite a while. So I was kind of earmarking doubling with Alexis and putting Ozil in there. Ozil's been a little bit frustrating. He's on point this week against Everton. He missed a couple of really good chances. He should have finished on a different day, but he's overpriced for sure, but It's a kind of thing looking at that run. It's hard to imagine that they're not going to score about three goals a game for six games in a row. And I hate Walcott at this point. He's too frustrating and infuriating. He gets subbed off early. He goes missing in games. I was
0: going to bring him up, yeah.
1: Ozil's just... I would rather pay the premium and get Otsal. He's still on all those set pieces, indirect set pieces, and get some assists there, even though he hasn't had too many so far. But he keeps doing the late runs into the box and he's almost interchanging with Alexis as central striker. When Alexis comes deep to to hold up, it's Ozel running on past him in the center of the box, getting those chances. He just had double back to back double digit hauls before his blanket Everton. He's the most nailed on for ninety in the league pretty much 9-6 um, isn't a good price again I think you can do a lot better value wise you know, I think maybe Siggy or something could probably get similar returns but you can get both but that's kind of who I've been looking at to try and replace Firmino with um, after the City game I don't know. What yeah, do I just
0: think I had him for so long that I can't even like really consider him. It's like a sunk cost fallacy almost. I'm having the same thing with Kushelny. Like Yeah. I've had him so fair. long I don't want to get rid of him. I had Ozil for so long that I I have no interest in getting him back. I mean that's like fair. for the whole time where I was owning Ozil and you and like yes, Jason and shit were just racking in the Theo points, I just felt so jealous that whole time. And like it's true he, he was invisible this weekend, and he, he does go missing in games fail. but I don't know, just Ozil's just he's shooting more, but not that much, and he's creating chances, but all of his chances created go to Alexis, who we own anyway. I think he's just like, like, give me Alexis and Paul for this period over Alexis and Ozil for the same period is how mm. I kind of feel about it.
1: I don't, I don't agree. I'd rather have Ozil than Paul, even for the outlay of price. I think I think Arsenal's fixtures are 70% better than United's fixtures over the next handful. They have a lot of good home bankers, um, and I think they're just a lot more settled. I still think United are disjointed. They still have not put up a lot of goals consistently like Arsenal have done this season yeah, okay, that's that's the risk with
0: United. That. You're making assumptions with United. It's like yeah. hopefully <laughs> they're they crush these teams in fantasy, but, but we don't yeah. know.
1: I mean they they're still, you know, one one against West Ham. Yeah, we have know, we recently. don't know. Yeah. We don't know. So I feel like Ozel might be that kind of a my kind of guy who's under the radar not in a lot of top. You know, 50K, 10K teams who could go on a little spell of nice returns if Arsenal turn it on. That could be a nice differential there in that spot. So,
0: yeah, yeah. we haven't had, neither of us have really had any differentials come off this entire fucking season. It's driving me insane.
1: Well, it's still the same thing. I mean, I remember I got KDB earlier this season. He died immediately. I got rid. I I feel like we keep trying. Um, Yeah, we're taking risks
0: in the right spots.
1: We just haven't been getting the right guys, just it not just hasn't been coming. Returning,
0: along. yeah. Like, if I had to do my last week transfers over again, I still would have gone Pyatt over Ericsson. Like, it made so much sense to me. And mm-hmm. he, Piatt scores at Liverpool and creates a fucking million chances on Burnley and gets nothing. Where Eriksson gets fucking sixteen points, I think he had.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's a little bit frustrating, but very. Okay, so anything else you want to hit on from uh, the midweek games or uh, rotation didn't really bite. I guess that's something else we could discuss, huh? What
0: well, didn't it? Didn't I mean uh, Hazard? I think is a big one. I mean, like yeah, he course. was already at like eighty percent ownership or something. People were still bringing him in, though. He went up in mm-hmm. price again, like a mm-hmm. lot. Like I said, people tweeted in, like people were taking hits to bring him in and shit like that. But I, I yeah, there weren't any other like huge ones other than. I guess Nacho, um, Yeah, a
1: lot of it was kind of missing from Knox or Niggles that we just really didn't know about yeah. until the 25th hour when it was too late. But we were both pretty sure about Pochettino rotating one of or both Rose and Walker. They both played, so... We were. I was also looking at bringing Alonso in instead of Toby, but I was also a little bit nervous thinking that he might not play both of the next two. Uh, Toby being a center back felt a lot safer. There was no rotation in Chelsea defense, so rotation could still happen this weekend. But it's That's it the thing that just, keeps
0: fucking doing my head in, is like it's still a problem.
1: <laughs> yeah, we still could see this weekend some rotation, but we could also just not, and everyone plays again because... After the weekend games, they have have the full recovery time, and the way that physios and sports medicine are these days in recovery, they maybe just don't train as hard for a couple days, and they're back to full fitness. You know, so we might have been maybe over over overdoing it. it, We'll see, I guess. We'll see. We'll see at the weekend. There's still that. That'll tell the tale. But I mean, if we see Trippier and Davis come in and for Rose and Walker, then that'll justify our. Our concerns. God, why
0: couldn't that have happened this week? Fuck.
1: Um,
0: I guess the only other thing to mention is, like, City from an FPL perspective. Just KDB back to usual. Got an assist, but, like, his stats were just fucking crazy good, as as you'd expect them to be. So that looks back on as, like, a very, very differential, (laughs) heavy-hitting mid um, and then, just based on the highlights and his statistics, I just wanted to give a little shout out to Raz because he looked back to how he was playing early in the season when City were flying out the gate. He hit the bar. He created a bunch of chances. He basically lived in the box. Had like a ton of dribbles. Pressed really well. I don't know. There's a chance he he reemerges, but
1: there's more than a chance. It will definitely happen. This it'll season. happen it's at some point. The problem is going to be that Rotation. he's going to reemerge, do it for 3 or 4 weeks, then people will start bringing him in and then he'll just go on a nightmare run.
0: So you're saying anyway. I should bring him in this week.
1: If there's a week <laughs> to bring him in, yeah, yes. I mean, he showed a lot of form. There is no bad fixture for Raza because he's just insane and unplayable on his day. But nothing would surprise me than him shredding Arsenal and having a brace, you know. Yep. I could
0: see it. Fucking
1: city, dude. I don't want to talk about city. Let's
0: do a bit bit more music and then talk about captains, our teams, transfers. Okay. Dude, the new breaks
1: new breaks i don't know what the music sounds like we're just we just <laughs> stop talking and it's a, it's an awkward pause
0: yeah no it's awkward to like fake a break cuz we don't actually take breaks we're both just like sweating and going insane yeah. but no, i'm
1: not sweating this evening i'm having a nice red wine this is a red wine pod for me
0: oh wow yeah, that's look, nice i
1: need to chill out You've yeah. been calmer, right? I've been good. Yeah, you've been calm. I'm I got a I got a little more like philosophical on my drive home. I was trying to compose myself from the 7,000 thread arrow in a row. God to damn put a it. good performance on for the pod.
0: I know, so I had a, my friend Clara followed our FML field Twitter and I was like, I was like embarrassed. It's like every tweet's about like suicide and red arrows and killing everyone and everything. And it's like, oh, hey, yeah, like welcome to the dark side. It's not fun. <laughs> I'm not funny. happy to be here. Claire. Um, okay, so our teams, I have two phrases. Well, let's do captains. Let's do captains, I forgot. Okay. Um, so we got.
1: I mean I'm sticking with Kane, this is why we got him.
0: Yeah, I think so too. Coming off on seventy-four is a blessing in disguise. It just nails him, I think, even further for home Burnley. His stats were shockingly horrible. I, he had less touches than even like Loris or Harry Winks, who came on and played thirty minutes, had more touches. But he'll come good. I and mean, they had a pen shout, he almost got on that walker cross. I still think he'll come good. Um, I have it on Kane too.
1: I'm it's a, not moving. There's no question. I'm going to stick with him again. This is why I bought him, and I know he's shit and he has looked shit. But he gets lucky, and I'm not going to just shy away because he blanked in that one game. I think home Burnley is just as good as home Hall. Yep, they could easily score at least three again, and there's no reason why he can't score a hat trick or something like that. So I'm going to stick with him. But who else do you see out there as options? I
0: was looking at Alexis. um okay. You shouted him last week. He came good with a goal. He's just so good away. And I feel like when... Oh God, it would
1: be a fucking kill if we kept an Alexis this week. Like oh, my we God. About That's City what I those mean. Five, those five points all day.
0: Yeah, and like away at the Etihad is not good for most players or most teams. But Arsenal is fucking really good. And they're going to give City a game. And I think Alexis is like the perfect type of player to... like benefit on some fucking stupid defensive error which City are still all over and he's just going to be pressing Bravo non-stop and like Stones or whoever the fuck is in there, Kolarov, Sonya and I just see mistakes in that game. I feel like it's like a 2-2 game or something crazy.
1: Uh, I'm not captaining him. No, I, I he's my vice that that's that's set in stone, but I agree I think it's a double return tailor made game for him because of how all over the shop City are, but I would be surprised if City got a result. I also Barcelona, think Fernando fucking really
0: sucks. Under the radar, he, he, I think he's yeah, really he's, bad.
1: Yeah, he's gonna start. I feel like he's always just a step behind. He just doesn't do much. He's just
0: him. bad. Like Dino is yeah. incredible. Gundo is good and Fernando's just a, a lug. He's just
1: yeah, Gareth
0: yeah. Barry with a fucking Brazilian name. Like he uh, just
1: Gareth Barry, you're gonna do him? You yeah, him under the bus.
0: He just fucking fouls everything. He's late to everything. He, he's always on his heels. I, I hate him. He's gonna get fucking exposed.
1: Okay, expose him.
0: Expose him. Uh, there's. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's about it, though. Right? I don't know. Yeah, I, guess I a mean, Costa Bahiga.
0: Palace. Yeah, uh, we, the thing with Chelsea was- is they it today, Wednesday. They have Thursday, Friday off, and then they're the early game on Saturday. So they have that like is- forty-eight hours of recovery. I don't know what the fuck they're doing.
1: No, that's true. That's That'd brutal. End. Yeah, no, it's it's not good. It's, it's not tough. good.
0: Al- Alonzo Moses, maybe they'll finally get benched. Give me an Alonzo benching one time.
1: One one fucking time di- just give me time. One red card. Just give me something to be happy something about. I don't good. even want my players to do well. I want
0: other people to they, fail. They-
1: Raj always says this on Blazers: like British people, they would rather have other people fail than themselves succeed. And I want that so badly for one week. I don't. I want a. I want a thirty-point week. I want everyone else to have a twelve-point
0: week. Yeah, that would be that would feel that's better I want. than having I don't 100 want a hundred-point week. Want, and everyone else have a fifty-point week. That's so yeah. insane, but it's so yeah. accurate. Yeah.
1: Uh okay, let's go on our teams. so Maybe we give a little PSA. You you can leave. Go fuck off, listeners, because we're gonna get deep here. We need a, we need a serious surgery. <laughs> <serious injury. laughs> uh, you have two freeze, I want to talk about your team for at least a half an hour.
0: Oh my god, I'm not ready for this. But go yeah, on. You're ready.
1: Okay, Kolarov and Kachalny are ridiculously huge problems. I think you should maybe look for a minus four, potential minus eight. Your midfield's pretty set. But I think Firmino's got to go. I think you need to fucking figure out what you're doing with the Anichebe.
0: Yeah, he's he's a problem. He's a problem. I, I, think don't, you need to, I don't I don't have think any he, news on if he's just missing one game or not. If he if he's back, I'm fine to keep him for like home Watford and you know a, a few more probably.
1: But he's just he's bad. It's Victor and Ichibi. He's not going to score. He's 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 a tease, and you don't have a good fifth mid. So if you want to hold in Ichibi, then I think you need to figure out a way to shop, shop off. <laughs> Kolarov, and Kashelny and then upgrade Dassun into someone in the seven region that you can rely on.
0: Yeah, I suppose I could do that.
1: I think those are that's what that's you do. what we to were do, talking
0: about earlier. Yeah, I hadn't thought at all about three five two. I I pretty much never think about three five two, but
1: <laughs> that's why we pod.
0: That's why we pod. You know, you learn new things every time. Yeah, I could fucking do that. I'm like in theory, if I were to fuck off, Kolarov, Kashelny Matip, and Darun... I could easily still have like a really good defense and bring in a really good midfielder. Because that's so much money, and I have 1.2 in the bank.
1: Yeah, the only thing there is you're looking at that minus 8, which isn't great.
0: No, I mean, I'm not taking minus 8 this no, week. I don't think that's factual, that. but no. it's just that's a... something I could afford theoretically, Is is yeah. all I mean. Like, even if it takes two weeks to do it.
1: At the same time, I mean... I think you could also look at in the medium term. Firmino, Firmino are, do you, are you with me that he needs to go? He's, there's no reason to keep him anymore?
0: I think there's no reason to keep him, but I don't think this week is the week to do it for the same okay. reasons as last week. I okay. mean, my so, defense is so much worse <laughs> than Firmino. Yeah, you know, no, like, that's
1: fair. That's fair. Especially when you have Kushelny or heavy hitter at City Koscielny and at and, and City and Colorado. and
0: Colorado home Arsenal is so, All right, bad. so what
1: so what do you what about just doing keeping your, your similar team structure? You can work out a Firmino and an each be double swap in the near future. You could go up into a, a striker in the sixes, drop Firmino down to a midfielder in the sixes or sevens. And just do Kolarov and Kishelny for two heavy hitting defenders, either two Chelsea, that's the most or tempting thing. Yeah,
0: that's the most tempting thing I can do. Just do that. I have the money to get anyone I want.
1: Easy. That's an easy swap for you. Yeah, that's
0: most likely what I'm going to do. That's like okay. I was already toying with that, and I can pretty much afford to do any anyone. Any, you could get anybody. Here's the I, thing that uh, a wrinkle in that. Is I could also get Kolarov and Matip out and get pretty much anyone and keep Kashani for their insane run that's coming.
1: I don't like that. I would rather have. I would rather get rid of all three and go double Chelsea and a Spurs. I still don't well, think Arsenal's yeah, do defense is to be trusted.
0: Yeah, you don't think so? I mean, you don't There's think no they'll reason. bounce back in in this run that they're about to have?
1: They're going to bounce back in the, in the essence that they're not going to go on a cleanless run for nine weeks again like they have done. But I think when you're comparing Arsenal defense to Spurs and to Chelsea, I don't think it's very close. I would rather have a Southampton defender than an Arsenal defender if you're paying six plus. I think you should bank the money on Koscielny and get rid of him. I, right. I, I would rather keep Matip right now because he's cheaper. Than Kashani or Kolarov, since not, n- n- none of those three are great starts this weekend, you could still start Matip next week. Home Stoke is a great fixture, uh, reasonable chance of clean, and, and work on Matip later. But I yeah. always am of the mind to get rid of the more expensive players. Yeah, especially with players. the
0: immediacy, as you mentioned, of those yeah. two just having Kolarov and Kashani just yeah. playing each other. Worst yeah. case, and I mean, we found out what we already knew about Amat is just he's just never started. Both Swansea or just too bad. I mean, he's it's, at Middlesbrough. Who score less goals than any other team in the league, and I don't want to start him at
1: all. <laughs> I, he's the third player on my bench this week. Yeah,
0: he's, yeah, he's
1: So there. if you if that's what you end up doing is those two double double defensive swaps, would you who would you be looking at? Because we mentioned earlier, there's a very real chance of rotation at the fullback spots for both of those teams. Yeah,
0: I still think Aspil would be the guy I'd get. I mean, okay. he's he's a, he's a center back. He's like a right sided center back. I yeah, don't he could see easily him play. Yeah, I don't see him getting rotated, really. It makes no sense to me. And yeah. he just cleans up, mops up bonus points that's for, your, for yeah, that's a living. That's it's actually insane. Off. Like, I, it's so weird, you know? Like, what does he do that differently than, like... Louise, who gets zero bonus points, ever.
1: He gets negative. Well, he gets a lot of giveaways, and he has a lot of fouls and shit. Huh?
0: Yeah, and his hair and shit, I don't know.
1: Who would your second guy be? Would you join me with Toby? I
0: was thinking about Toby. I fucking love Toby. And yes. for an every for a start-every-week guy, you want some shout-out attacking returns, and Toby's all about attacking returns. He actually, I don't know if you saw in the highlights, he teed up Ali. Um, I saw
1: that. that That long ball, oh, yeah, That was fucking.
0: That's what he does, dude. Yeah, like, he has that in his locker. He's like the fucking Benucci of Tottenham. I was and he just, can just about to that. say that. Oh, I fucking bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think I think those are. Yeah, really like Aston Toby could just come straight in, yeah, um, and you
1: barely lose any of your money in the bank. Call Robin Kishel, near both a fortune.
0: Yeah, the only other shout that I guess I have on the same tip is. I could also start Holabass and Matip and just lose one of them and have two frees next week. Kind of, kind of smarter
1: feels like
0: you know, just smarter, starting.
1: but not not as great. Cause...
0: Not as great, but I would get the Spurs guy home Burnley. Not going to get rotated. They played late on Sunday. Versus getting like the Chelsea guy, like Palace, dude. I was looking at the table. Like you guys have scored fifth yeah, the score most goals, goals in the league. Only yeah, behind yeah. the top four. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking yeah, crazy.
1: We've just, just conceded. Them. Oh, you
0: just conceded, like, that's, for fun.
1: That's tr- No, that's actually, now that you mentioned the Chelsea time because, of game, I think it's yeah. reasonable. I don't Be- hate that. Because yet. then maybe next week Toby. I would
0: get Alonzo anyway over Azpil.
1: And maybe then maybe next week you hit.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like that a little better. Okay. All right, Alon.
0: Yeah, I'm into Toby, though. He gets me fucking yeah, al come- dente
1: come join he just he already paid paid off the transfer immediately, literally. yeah That's he's great. a
0: good lad yeah, he's an. I hope Joel is fine though him. I need some more injury news
1: i'm sure it'll come out
0: yeah it'll it'll leak
1: <sighs> okay
0: what are you looking at
1: i don't know. I mean, I spent all my money in the bank to get Toby, so I only have point two um
0: It'd be nice oh if we got some some reassuring news on Chan and Hazard, so you don't have to worry about those.
1: I'm not worried about them. Chan's gonna play for sure. I'm not I'm not concerned I there. So, Haz- yeah. Hazard seemed to have some positive leaks out that he was it was half knock, half being rested. He I think he's gonna play this weekend. I'm not worried about either of them. I'm more worried about Inacio. I'm still gonna keep for the next two games. I think even if he doesn't start at Arsenal uh, or home Arsenal this weekend, I still think he could play that at Hall game. I find it hard to believe that he's going to be benched for the next two. So I don't think there's much in it for me to make that transfer now.
0: So you're looking at Firmino.
1: I'm looking at doing something about Firmino, but I'm also looking at doing something about Klein because they have home still coming up. But I think that that might be a spot where I might need to make some money, especially because I am looking at Ozel. Um, and I you might... can't. Yeah, you can't
0: get the Ozel. Without yeah, extra money, yeah.
1: I could also conversely go down to Siggy and then switch Klein to Alonso. I'm I'm not sure. I am still really up in the air. I I'm I'm definitely planning on doing Kane to Ebra after this week though. So that's and then captaining Ebra for those two really nice home games.
0: Yeah, the only really tricky thing about Ebra is that I still want Coon when he comes back. I know. I, I It's think so the, hard.
1: It's tough. I think for me, though, I'm looking at the fixtures and looking at, I still wouldn't captain Aguero on his first game back at Liverpool. Um, and Ebert has home Sunday, home Middlesbrough, and eighteen nineteen that are both really, really great captaincy shouts. I think I'd rather do that. And it's a little bit of points chasing, but I think it's a kind of thing that could pay off big go for him those 2 weeks miss that one game from aguero and then either take a hit to change Zlatan to aguero or just free up money somehow and make that straight swap on a at that at, at that time. third
0: spot yeah yeah that's fair the,
1: the main thing though that i need to deal with is what to do with ianacho i need to i need to find a uh i need to find a replacement for him that i like and there's no one in that bracket that i like and i don't really think I'm going to be able to find an extra million to get up to Benteke, who I like a little bit more than Defoe.
0: But you don't like Origi?
1: I do, but I'm still just like a little nervous about that. that yeah, stupid? I mean,
0: he hasn't. He doesn't look good. It's one of those like weird eye test things where you look at him and you're just like, he's just like a step behind. He's kind of just not fluid, et cetera. But like, you can't, you can't deny it. I mean, he's just. No,
1: the returns are Yeah,
0: four straight games of the goal. Andy yeah. threw in an assist, a nice assist this week. I mean they Liverpool looked a lot better today um than they did in the in the last two where they kind of stumbled. We looked mm-hmm. really good. Like we created a ton of chances. There was a lot of good movement. It it was a good performance. And I think I don't know, Rigi just feels like if you know if someone were still getting rid of Austin or whatever or Ian Acho, then it, he just seems so obvious to me. He's the yeah. same price as Ian Like it's it's such a straight swap.
1: Yeah, that's fair. He's, he's rose again today. That's that's fair.
0: And again, like it, we're we're three games away from Mane going away, and like yeah. if if he'll, he'll still in good himself. form, assuming three weeks from now he'll start for the next like seven game weeks in a row.
1: Yeah. The other person I am looking at in that spot, and I i mean, it's easy to say now, but I did before today when he blanked was Rondon. I mentioned him to you. Yeah, you did. I was and looking I, and at, I
0: fucked you straight to hell.
1: Oh, you fucked me off straight to hell. <laughs> I was just looking at someone who had a more stable way for minutes into the team, and I was just thinking that Rondon, I've always liked him, I always enjoy him. And I mean, he blanked last week, and then he had the hat trick today. But at the time of looking last week, when I did get him nacho shown for Austin, you know, he had that Chelsea fixture, which didn't look good. Then he had United and Arsenal coming up, but he has a really nice run also after the Aguero after Aguero returns. So I oh, might yeah, go, he does. Yeah, I might like go in, week twenty. Yeah, he's a little bit cheaper. He's a lot less risk than Origi so he might be my Ian Atra replacement after that City Hall game. Um, he's a, he's a few mil cheaper. So I don't know.
0: No, I I'm think I think he's worth yeah worth keeping an eye on yeah, for sure. I'm
1: looking at I'm looking at him. I like him.
0: It's always interesting in January coming up with the transfer window too. Like I wonder what huge additions will be made to you know some of the top sides and stuff like that. So
1: yeah, no one knows.
0: We'll see. Just another PSA: When you get the, like, you if you haven't used your first wild card, you have to use it by the end of December, or it goes away. So just fucking use it. Um, and then also, when you get your second wild card, you get access to starting in January. Do not use it. If you want to fucking fly, <laughs> if you want the biggest FPL tip ever, don't use it. Save it till late in the season when there's double game weeks, and that's how you really fly.
1: Yeah, we were getting a couple questions about double game weeks, and we're going to get a lot more into it. But they're essentially when you have two games in one week, and you'll 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 see you'll exactly
0: see. two games in one week, not two game weeks in one week. That's the yeah. difference. Yeah, you get double points. So, like a defender, pretty much automatically gets four points because he plays twice,
1: unless if they get rested, which always happens.
0: Which will a hundred percent happen.
1: <laughs> we need to get all our Newcastle assets in this year. <laughs> Fuck. All right, let's wrap it.
0: L Check us out at fmlpl.com. Follow on Twitter at fmlpl. Email us at fmlpl.gmail.com. At Join the league like a Facebook group.